Oh, about them cowboys. Say anything, go ahead. Falcons. Niners. I like y'all. So are the Niners number one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Niners sure? number one. Hello, everyone. Listener. Followers. Fans of all ages. The battle of the sexes. Male and females. I want to bring you the undefeated, undisputed, pound for pound sports podcast, sports talk champion of the world, your host, James Vaughn 007. How is everyone doing this Thursday night? Whoever would have thought I would have made it to episode 20. The two big zero. You got change for 50 cents? 30 cents? I'll give you back 20 cents. The 20th episode. I'm very excited. I'm very proud of my accomplishments. And it's Thursday night. September 16th, 2021. This month, as a matter of fact, this year has gone by so fast. It's gone by so fast. Excuse me. I hope that all you listener followers have had a productive week. I have. I had a great time in Reno. Um, watching uh, that Raider game versus the Baltimore Ravens. That was probably one of the best NFL games on Monday night that I've seen in a long time. So I thought the game. Monday night was originally over with. When I got up to my room, the game was still going on. Apparently, I believe it was the Raider receiver. He touched the pylon with the ball. But with that being said, I guess they looked at the review. And um, and so I guess the receiver, the receiver's knee touched the ground. So that's why they didn't call it a touchdown. Again, I thought the game was over. When I went back upstairs, I must have missed all the replays and stuff like that. So anyhow, um, as I said, uh, Monday, on Monday's episode, um, you know, the uh, Raiders defeated uh, the Baltimore Ravens. But I was just surprised because, again, I thought the game was over. And uh, Lamar Jackson... And that offense of the Baltimore Ravens uh, had a shot, um, you know, to win the game. It was either a a touchdown or a field goal. But anyhow, the Raiders found a way to stuff Lamar Jackson, and they came up with the victory. Uh, But we got lots of news um, tonight. Uh, You know, we're going to definitely catch up, you know, with the scoreboard um, in terms of uh, baseball, Major League Baseball and then uh, WNBA, and um, of course, uh, there was a football game. Believe it or not, there was an NFL game uh, tonight. All you New York Giants fans, all you Washington football fans, yes, there there was a NFL game um, that came on NFL TV. See, that's the thing. You probably wouldn't know because they don't advertise, you know, the game on every, let's say, local channel. Even, you know, your cable uh, providers' channels. I mean, unless if you are watching ESPN, maybe they said that the game will be on NFL TV. I don't know because I don't watch a lot of ESPN. I don't. But anyhow, the Washington football team, <clears throat> they um, they defeated the uh, New York Giants with a score of 30-29. to 29. 
that was a good game, obviously, if it was 30 to 29. But then again, I don't know. I did not see that game. So anyway, Hopkins converts second chance. Washington beats uh, Giants 30 to 29. Dustin Hopkins made a 43-yard field goal on an untimed down after a penalty negated his second, excuse me, his missed seconds earlier. And the Redskins, again, they defeated uh, the New York Giants 30 to 29. Um, some game leaders, um, the quarterback for the Giants, um, you know, you have uh, Daniel Jones. I wonder if you New York Giant fans love Daniel Jones. He was 32, or excuse me, 22 for 32 for 249 yards, one touchdown. <clears throat> it's not bad. Taylor, Taylor, uh, let's see here. Taylor Hennick. If I'm saying that right, if I'm not, excuse me, he passed 34 for 46 for 336 yards. Two touchdowns and one interception. Not bad. And guess what? They won the game. Okay? And then you have Daniel Jones. He was a leading rusher for the New York Giants, who killed it. Nine carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Wow. For the Washington football team, Antonio Gibson ran for 11 carries for 107 yards and one touchdown. That's not bad. So, hey, give them credit. Saquon Barkley, now everyone knows that this running back is coming off injury. He had 13 carries for 57 yards. But as you know, you know the Washington football team was zoning in on him. But not too much because he ran one for 41 yards. (laughs) Okay, then we look at the wide receiving core. Of course, nine catches for 94 yards for Shepard. Then you got Slayton, three catches for 54 yards. Now, that's for the uh, New York Giants. Now, the uh, Washington football team, uh, Gibson, 13 carries for 69 yards. Uh, J.D. McKissick, uh, four carries for 10 yards. He had a touchdown. Wide receiving, uh, McLaurin, 11 catches for 107 yards, one touchdown. Okay, and you got J.D. McKissick, uh, five catches for 83 yards. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Not bad at all. So, I mean, that was that was pretty much the highlight of the game. Uh, Chase Young, uh, no sacks, a solo tackle, only one solo tackle. You know, people make a big deal about these uh, second-year, uh, you know, defensive players. <clears throat> me, now this is just me, but, hey, it's only, what, two games in the season. So, if you're a uh, Washington uh, football uh, uh, fan, I would not be concerned with, you know, Chase Young only having, what, a couple tackles but no sacks. I, hey, look, I'm not worried about that. You got to realize, this guy was one of the top picks last year in the NFL draft coming out of Ohio State. Let me So let me just be clear with this. When you have success like the way he did last season, you're, you know, you're going to get double teamed. But I'm going to say this, but if you are going to get double team, that means someone else is open. Whether it's a safety blitz, cornerback blitz, somebody should be open. But then if they're playing you straight up now, now that's a different story because now that's more pressure on you. So again, it's only um, two weeks in the season because again, remember the season starts on a Thursday, not a Sunday, but it's officially continuing on a uh, Sunday. Um, uh, so yeah, so that's how I feel about that. But again, um, it's crazy how they show, and I'm not knocking either team, but they kicked off the regular season, right? With the defending reigning champions, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And this week, well, so what I mean by I'm not going to knock these teams. So what I'm saying is, is that nowadays the New York Giants and the Washington football team, they're not as, as popular because they're not. Well, 
Yeah, they're not as popular, although the Washington football team did make the playoffs last year. Okay? They played, <clears throat> excuse me, they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? Do any of you listening followers remember that game? That game was played in Washington. Tampa Bay didn't have, or excuse me, should I say they didn't win. <clears throat> excuse me. They didn't win their division. But the Redskins did in a ugly NFC East division, meaning ugly, meaning below 500 at 500 to win the division when everyone else is probably 11 and 5, 13 and 2, and let's say 14 and 2. That's just an example. So, anyhow, Tampa Bay came in there and Tom Brady delivered. But what team was better? Of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, anyway, um, you know, so these two teams aren't as Again, I mean, they're not as popular. I mean, it's not a popular choice, I feel, to have this game on TV. But again, it was on NFL TV. So it it wasn't really a national um, televised game. Just put it that way. But but still, the NFL network. But hey, the NFL, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, hey, they, you know, they – created this they want money but sometimes they don't play the games that they should play but but again this goes with the scheduling and again i'm not trying to double cross the new york giants or the washington football team i I got respect for both teams but i'm just saying that okay this is why you put it on nfl network i guess and not espn so it's not a national televised game and it's not it is not um you know what? So what I'm about to get to next. Now, again, let it all hang out. This is the name of the show. Okay. Let it all hang out. There's no more topics. As I said before, like it was in my first couple episodes, let it all hang out in case of you new listeners and and new followers don't understand the concept of my show. I talk about different sports. Okay, it could be NFL, could be Major League Baseball, could be soccer, it could be MMA, it could be boxing, it could be women's tennis, women's basketball, it can be women's softball, or it could be boxing, NBA, NFL, NHL. Okay, but I try to do my best, and I do do my best. I don't try, I do my best, and I make sure that I give you the very best in sports talk podcast. That's my goal. And so that's what I'm doing. And again, let me uh, say, hey, thank you, listener and followers, for giving me uh, the voice in terms of supporting my show. I'm doing pretty well. I'm not complaining. Um, Of course, you know I got to give a shout out to Anchor and Spotify and the rest of the other five um, audio platforms who have uh, given me this voice to be heard. Everyone I talked to told me, hey, you got a good voice for sports. Need to have your own uh, radio show. Well, I have my own sports podcast show, Sports Talk. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, but really, thank thank all you listening followers for the compliments. Um, I got another beloved respect uh, for all of you men and women, okay? Remember women's sports, okay? We're not, listen, I said, I'm not leaving that out. No, so um, so we're going to continue with NFL. Um, what I don't like, and I know, listen, and I'm not saying that I'm blaming a 17-game NFL season for this, but what's becoming more, more of not a trend, I wouldn't even say a fad, but what's coming, so, excuse me, what is becoming a reality right now is – um, NFL injuries, this stuff sucks. It, it, listen, it sucks. Um, hey, um, barrier fans. I know the Las Vegas Raiders aren't in the barrier anymore. But I'll give you Raider fans uh, the utmost respect, the ones that are in the barrier. You men and women support the Raiders. I got to give you that. 
If you're a 49ers fan at this point, what's up, Niner Nation? The Niner Gang. What's up? How's everybody doing? Um, what I want to touch on is this. It's already, so we've already passed week one. And we're going into week two, correct? The 49ers are going into Philadelphia, a hostile environment. Now, don't forget, it's been it's been um, two seasons well, let's see, one, two, well, yeah, well, let's just say, well, so let's just say last season, there, you know, there weren't any fans, especially at the beginning, <clears throat> but Philadelphia, <clears throat> they're going to be juiced, excited, they're, they're going to try to troll Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback, that's going to, I'm just saying at the beginning, it's going to be an interesting game with the fans, the play calling, but the injuries, oh my gosh, the injuries is what I've been clear of. I have talked about it and discussed it with you fans, with you listeners and followers before the NFL season started. What did I say about the San Francisco 49ers? I said one of their keys was they had to be healthy. Well, guess what? Guess what? They're coming in the week two. This is only week two. They're going into Philadelphia with already three starters injured. This was for me. Now, previously, if you recall on my last episode, which was 19, this is episode 20. Jason Verrett, I announced, was out for the season. Knee injury. Mustard, Raheem Mustard, the running back, the starting running back, the flashy guy, the speedy guy. At that time, on Monday, the sources, my sources, Raheem Mustard was supposed to be out six to eight weeks. Now, they're saying for the season, this is a crushing blow to not only the 49ers, but Raheem Mustard. I believe this is his final year of a contract. This, this reminds me of the running back the 49ers had last year who didn't play for three seasons, I want to say. McKinnon. How many times are you going to get hurt? Didn't you? I mean, man, this is not good. The only... Good thing we got out of this. The best thing for the 49ers is the fact that Elijah Mitchell, and I talked about that on Monday's episode, he stepped up big. He had over 100 yards for the 49ers in that win against the Detroit Lions. Okay. Jermichael Hasty had a touchdown run. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, no, I'm still excited. They got Sermon, the rookie, too. So hopefully he plays uh, this uh, coming uh, weekend, this coming Sunday. But when I'm looking at these injuries, though, now guess who else got hurt, in case you don't know, for the San Francisco 49ers? Linebacker Dre Greenlaw. He's going to have growing surgery. And my sources... My sources that I got, he's going to be out six to eight weeks. <clears throat> and it appeared that Dre Greenlaw got this injury when he returned a 39-yard interception to score against the Detroit Lions. And I kept wondering, wait a minute, where is Greenlaw? And then they said he was going to be out for the rest of the game. I said, okay, okay, maybe it's just something minor. And now this comes up. So these are three players. Three players that are that are going to be out. Well, again, cornerback Jason Verrett, running back Raheem Mustard, they're out for the season. So luckily for us, Drake Greenlaw is only going to be out six to eight weeks. But again, remember what I said, the 49ers do have depth, though. Remember I kept saying that. So the players that played last year, uh, you know, substituting or the fact that they got these rookies, that have had good careers. Because, you know, college is different from the NFL. 
college, you can have a 3,000-yard season. It doesn't mean when you come into the NFL as a rookie, it doesn't mean that you're going to transformate that into having a 1,000-yard season, let alone 500 yards. I'm, hey, I'm just saying. Depends on what team you're on. But the bottom line is this, though. The 49ers do have depth. But I'm already concerned. I am. Because we cannot afford any more injuries like this. If you are a 49er fan, you cannot think that we're going to still win games and we're having all these injuries. Check this out. Now, luckily, we had linebacker AZ, Aziz, Al Shair, to come in, step in the place of Dre Greenlaw. Check this out. The man recorded seven tackles including two for a loss and two passes defended. I love this dude. He's, you know, on the field. Love him. So at least we have depth. So hopefully he can hold this down because he showed out. He showed out in this 49er victory. He showed out. See, I wasn't really concerned about the 49ers um, giving up the lead because a lot of things happened within that. Okay? Detroit might not be a good team, but As long as the 49ers didn't lose that game, they're fine. They're fine. But this linebacker is going to start for us, so I'm happy. But keep in mind, what I'm getting at is this, though. In 2020, the 49ers were plagued with injuries. They had over $80 million in salary cap space on injured reserve. And they go on the road to play who? The Philadelphia Eagles. The 49ers didn't fly back to the Bay Area. They stayed in West Virginia. That's what I do love about Cal Shannon. He's a smart guy. He is. As much heat he's taking, he's even taking it from me in terms of that Super Bowl. But he's a smart guy, so I would never question that. When they hired him, I was okay with that. And, And I'm still cool with him. I got no problems with him. So, but he's smart, so I give him that. Oh, let me let me let you in on this too. Um, so apparently, now I now look now I said this Sunday uh, once when we found out about Jason Verrett not coming back, but we, well, at least I knew that the injury was going to be long term because um, Jason Verrett was crying as he somewhat got. Um, help from one of the 49er medical assistants when he, you know, when he was walking off uh, the field, he was crying. So I knew that it had to have been pretty bad. But the bottom line is this, though. Guess who the 49ers talked to? Nothing is uh, intimate, but they have talking to Richard Sherman, former cornerback of the San Francisco 49ers. He played last year with the San Francisco 49ers. I, hey, I put this on Facebook. I said this in basically my first uh, 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 sports talk podcast show. I said that the 49ers need to bring Richard Sherman back. They need to bring him back. I put this on Facebook as soon as Jason Verrett went out. I put his jersey that I own, yes, Richard Sherman. I have the all red, baby, with the white logo, okay? I said they need to bring back Richard Sherman. He has some issues. He's gotten help for those issues as I backed him up in episode one. I didn't bash him. I'm not, hey, I'm not going to say the names, but I'm not like some of these uh, radio hosts that want to bash people to get people who, I don't know, who just don't like certain players for whatever reason. Get them to call in on their radio station. But listen, look, the bottom line is just like I said. The 49ers need to sign back up Richard Sherman. I mean, it's that simple. But the 49ers should beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So, I mean, I'm not because Jalen Hurts is a young quarterback. And if you look at, okay, look, they played the Atlanta Falcons. To me, that, uh, look, that team, the Atlanta Falcons, they're a rebuilding team. Okay. They have Matt Ryan as their quarterback, but but he's up there in age. I believe they held on to him too long. They should have been drafted them another quarterback. 
so he can groom that quarterback in to take his spot. And I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons. So they, blew, yeah, they blew out the Atlanta Falcons. The Philadelphia Eagles did. Yes, it was a road game. I know it was a road game, but they blew them out. <clears throat> so just remember that the Atlanta Falcons don't have the same defense that we have. The Atlanta Falcons don't have the same offense as we have. And yes, I'm a 49ers fan. I've already made that clear in my episodes. Thank you very much. But the bottom line is this. The 49ers should beat uh, the Philadelphia uh, uh, Eagles, though. I'm not concerned with the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe that's going to be another high-scoring game. I think it should be. I I mean, I feel like it should. Jimmy G is going to have another big game. People talking about, you know, this quarterback controversy. I don't give a damn about the quarterback controversy because as far as I'm concerned, there's no quarterback controversy. Jimmy G is the starting quarterback. People people made a big deal just because they saw Trey Lance in there. That don't mean a damn thing. They're just, you know, they're giving him an opportunity too. And if you look in Jimmy G's eyes, just look at his demeanor. He is excited. He has no animosity toward Trey Lance. So don't try to make this Trey Lance versus Jimmy G because it's not about that. And I saw Trey Lance on the sidelines when Jimmy G was in. Yeah, of course he wants to get in there. Who wouldn't? If I was a rookie uh, quarterback and uh, let's say one of you listener followers, I don't care, male or female, but if you're the quarterback <clears throat> and you got all this experience, well, yeah, I'm a rookie. Of course I want to get in there and play. I, you know, I mean, I'll be just like any other rookie quarterback that want to come in there and play. So don't start this quarterback controversy as long as Jimmy G – plays uh quarterback correctly he's gonna stay in there now if he struggles he gets hurt Trey Lance is in there enough of this I'm not gonna bring this up no more people sometimes they talk about stuff like this just to have something talk about me I'm not talking about it no more but the bottom line is I believe the 49ers should go into Philadelphia and beat them now um I want to get to some other news and 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 again we're going to talk about more more uh, NFL. And of course, I haven't forgot Major League Baseball fans. I haven't forgot Hayes and Giants. I haven't forgot Dodgers, whoever, White Sox. I haven't forgot. <coughs> Excuse me. NBA fans too. Hey, I got some news. <laughs> I told you, the NBA never sleeps. Don't worry. It has nothing to do with the Los Angeles Lakers. I am a Laker fan too, but it has nothing to do with them. Um, but if you're a Raider fan, you have to be disappointed. Right tackling Dizel Good suffered a torn ACL in his left knee on Monday night. Victory over the Baltimore Ravens, 33-27 in an overtime win. That hurts. To me, this one hurts the most, though. Defensive tackle Gerald McCoy injured his knee and is out for the rest of the season. See, this is what I'm talking about. And I'm not just talking about the 49ers. I'm talking about just the whole league, all these damn injuries. The Baltimore Ravens, for crying out loud, lost, lost three running backs. That is – and you know what? And I want to hit on this. No, for real. When I looked at – um 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 quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson. First thing I said was, the first thing I said to the bar was this. Yo, this dude can't do it all. Not without running backs. Not without running backs. He's going to get hurt. No, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. He's going to get hurt. When I saw that game, the way he was getting hit, he fumbled the ball twice. I'm not saying he's doing too much because, yes, he has to do what he has to do. Yes, so he does have to do too much if he's the only offensive player, if they're not going to run the ball because they got running backs. <clears throat> so now they've activated uh, Devontae uh, 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 Freeman. Now. They should have did that uh, last week. But, again, but, hey, I'm not the head coach. I'm not John Harbaugh, okay? I'm not the owner of the Baltimore Ravens. But the bottom line is this, though. I know one thing. They got the Kansas City Chiefs coming into Baltimore. You know those fans are going to be pumped and excited. Because those fans, if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, I know you feel that, yo, we should have beat the Raiders. And, of course, probably so. But the bottom line is this. You didn't win. You didn't win. And that sucks. Losing Monday night game. First uh, uh, first game in Las Vegas. Fans are there. Everyone's drinking. Yelling, having a good time, happy, some are not. There were some Baltimore Raven fans there. But I'm just saying, these injuries are crazy, though, man. Yo, women, these injuries are crazy. I mean, come on. This is crazy. The injuries are crazy. These injuries are crazy. So if you're an NFL fan, you have to be concerned. You know, um... But again, I'm excited. You know, we got some pretty good games coming up this Sunday. 
one game I'm going to keep an eye on, on, for real, because I got a lot of family that are Dallas Cowboy fans in Sacramento. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing up there in Sacramento? Hey, how y'all doing? There ain't too many cowbells no more out there like there used to be. There's a lot of land out there. Anyway, we're not talking about property and all that stuff. We're not even animals. But I have a lot of cowboy uh, fans out there that are family. I know one thing. I am going to be watching that game when the Dallas Cowboys go in to not San Diego. I'm sorry. I did run into a San Diego uh, or, or a old San Diego uh, Chargers fan, now L.A. Chargers. I had to remind them of that uh, yesterday. But anyway, and uh, that was in Truckee. But anyway, oh, yeah, thank you, too, for the restroom. But anyway, um, but I know one thing. That's going to be a game the Cowboys got to win. I don't care who the L.A. Chargers got as their quarterback. But Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Zeke, Zeke Elliott, Cooper, Amari Cooper, that whole damn offense, y'all boys, look, y'all better go down there. Y'all better win that game because you can't afford to go down 0-2. I'm just saying that's just me as a fan because I know if, if the 49ers were 0-1, and they going to Philadelphia. I'm like, yo, we got to win this game. We can't afford to go down 0-2. Not in the best division of football. And I'm talking about the uh, NFC West. By far, hands down, best division in football. Besides the 49ers. The Arizona Cardinals. <clears throat> Who do they got as their quarterback? Kyle Murray. The Los Angeles Rams. Who do they got as their quarterback? They traded to get an experienced quarterback. Matthew Stratford. Seattle Seahawks. Who they got as a quarterback? Russell Wilson. Who do we guys Who do we have as, as our quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo. Two out of those four quarterbacks have gotten their teams to the Super Bowl. Two of those teams with two of those quarterbacks that haven't gotten to the Super Bowl have every chance, every criteria. Every ingredient in the bowl to get to the Super Bowl and probably win it. That's how good our division is. And I got respect for every team. Rather if I just like them or not, that's irrelevant. But all four teams have the capability of getting to the Super Bowl. Not only getting there, but also winning the Super Bowl. They do. They have that ability. So all I'm saying is, hey, I'm excited football is back. A couple weeks from now, we got the NBA coming back and we got the NHL coming back. But we'll get to that later. But I'm just excited. I am. I'm uh, Hey, I'm excited. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, well, why not? The 49ers are 1-0. They look good on paper. They look good out there on the field. We got injuries, though. Hell yeah, I'm concerned. You will be concerned, too. If you're a Raider fan, I, I know you got to be concerned. If you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, I know you got to be concerned. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you got to be concerned. Okay, what about all the other teams out there that had injuries? All NFL fans have to be concerned about their teams, and you have that right to. But we got some marquee games, and these games are important. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, these games coming up are important, especially the teams that did not uh, win. Very, listen, very important that they try to get a, a, a split. <clears throat> And I mean when I say it's important to get a split. Because check this out. When I look at this, look, when I look at these uh, schedules, these teams that play, you got the Bengals playing at Chicago. Chicago lost Sunday to the Los Angeles Rams. The Cincinnati Bengals won their game versus the Minnesota Vikings. Texans at Browns. The Browns lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. They should have won that game. But, hey, now they got the uh, Texans that have won a game, won to beat Jacksonville. The Rams are at the Colts. The Colts lost. They lost to the Seattle Seahawks. The Bills lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not a surprise at home. Now they're going into Miami. They're going to place the uh, Miami Dolphins. My, my, Miami Dolphins are one to know. They beat the New England Patriots. Speaking of the Patriots, now, now the Patriots are going into New York. They're going to play the Jets. Both of these teams are winless. One of these teams got to win. The Raiders are at the Pittsburgh Steelers. <clears throat> Okay, the Steelers won. As I said, they beat the Buffalo Bills. The Raiders just beat the Baltimore Ravens. This is going to be a good game. This is going to be an interesting game for the Raiders. Can they pull it off? We'll see. Or will Pittsburgh pull it off? Whoever wins this game is 2-0. I'd rather be 2-0 than to be 1-1. The Saints, with, with their impressive victory Sunday, Jameis Winston. They're going into Carolina. Carolina won their first game, too. And so now they're both 1-0. Or, yeah, 1-0. One of those, one of those teams are going to be one and one So that means whoever's 2-0 is riding high-speed pursuit of who? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the, the Broncos won in New York. 
They beat the Giants last week. They're going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's 0-1. The Vikings are 0-1. We know that because they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to the, to the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are 1-0. The Atlanta Falcons are 0-1. They're going into Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is 1-0. This is what I have to say. If Tampa Bay loses this game, something ain't right. They've had all this time to rest. They've had a week and a half to rest. I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Falcons are 0-1. I think they're going to go 0-2. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm not disrespecting Atlanta. Hey, I love Atlanta. It's a great town. I've been there. This year, as we speak, the Dallas Cowboys, as I told you, they're at the L.A. Chargers. I believe the Cow- Look, I believe the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game. I don't know. For real, I do. Don't matter if I like them or not. I'm just telling you, I believe they're going to win this game. It's a must win for them more than the Chargers. Because, see, if the Chargers win, they're 2-0. So they'll be right up there with Kansas City and the Raiders so far, right? Oh, and Denver. But if, but if they lose, I don't think it hurts them that much more as the Cowboys. But then again, but then again with the Cowboys, maybe it doesn't because that division, the NFC East is weak. So I'm going to take that back. But I just feel like that they need to win this game. I still wouldn't play catch up and go down 0-2. That's how those injuries come too. stress. The Tennessee Titans lost uh, last week. Now they're going into Seattle. This Now this is a tricky game. The reason why I say that is because everyone thought in their minds that the Tennessee Titans were going to beat <clears throat> the Arizona Cardinals <clears throat> at home. <clears throat> They, they acquired Julio Jones in a trade from the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but I actually thought that they were going to beat the Arizona Cardinals too. But the Arizona Cardinals proved, proved us all wrong. This is a tricky game. All I'm saying is, and I'm not saying this because I'm not so much a fan of Seattle, of course, because I'm a 49ers fan in the NFC uh, West. But no, but the bottom line is now that you know Tennessee lost, I believe that they, look, this win, look, look this is a winnable game. Because, see, the thing about Seattle, they'll look good one week, and then the next week, the games they should win, they don't win. And I've noticed that since they've had uh, Russell Wilson there. And it's not because of him. I'm just saying since he's been there. So, but I, I like I say, Seattle might win, but just, just put it this way. But I, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee won the game. That's all. And then, now, this is now this is another game that I'm going to be uh, listening to, too, and try to follow. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to go to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, we all know the Kansas City Chiefs came back to beat the Cleveland uh, Browns, right? And and that was at Arrowhead, right? Kansas City. Now, Baltimore Ravens, you know, they're on one. They have to win this game for real. They can't go down 0-2 and allow the Pittsburgh Steelers to go 2-0. and That's all I'm saying. This is a big win, or excuse me, a must win for Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, and uh, the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> and by the way, they lost Marcus Peters too. You know, their best <clears throat> defensive back. I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens uh, for the year, year with a knee, I believe it was. Anyhow, but the Baltimore Ravens have to win this game. They cannot allow themselves to go down 0-2. And then, of course, uh, then of course, uh, you know, the Monday night game, the Lions are at the Packers. Now, the Detroit Lions organization gave their coaching and coaching staff six years it was a six-year contract so they got six years to to get this thing right with that being said what will be a sadder note if the Detroit Lions went into Green Bay despite all of the grumblings all the drama that's in Green Bay that they beat Green Bay as I said about all the rest of the all-one teams like Baltimore, like Tennessee. Well, I'm not going to say Tennessee because, again, this is a different circumstance just because they're playing Seattle, but they still need to win this game. And the Dallas Cowboys, too, although it doesn't really matter because they're in the NFC East. But the bottom line is this. <clears throat> the, the Packers got to win this game. The, yeah, there was talk. I know. I heard it. Aaron Rodgers said we lose this and that. You know, you know if we feel bad. You know, then hey, I guess it, it, you know it's a disaster. Well, we'll find out. We'll see what happens. No, we are. Um, Major League Baseball scores. Um, hey, the Giants. Hey, the San Francisco Giants were hot. They were on a nine-game winning streak, or they had a nine-game winning streak, and they've lost uh, their last two to the San Diego Padres. So um, today, this was a day daytime game. Uh, 
the Giants are just getting off to a slow start, especially in their last two games. You know, they, they could be a little tired. But anyhow, uh, they lost to the San Diego Padres 7-4. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds won on the road. They were on a two-game slide against the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. They won 1-0. Um, the uh, LA Angels defeated the White Sox 9-3. The Oakland A's defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 7-2 uh, on the road. The Yankees blew a 2-1 lead to lose to the Orioles. Final 10 in Baltimore 3 to 2. Uh the Phillies defeated the Cubs in a baseball or excuse me in a football score 17 to 8 at home. Then of course the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Detroit Tigers 5 to 2 at home and the Astros uh crushed uh the Texas Rangers uh 12 to 1 on the road and of course the Colorado Rockies and Atlanta Braves game excuse me was postponed. And by the way all you San Francisco Giant fans, uh, the San Francisco Giants, guess who they host? They host um, the Atlanta Braves. Payback, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the all you Oakland A's fans here in the Bay Area, they're at L.A. They play not the L.A. Dodgers, but they play the uh, L.A. Um, Angels. So that's another intriguing uh, three-game stretch. Um, we have some Major League Baseball news. <clears throat> All you L.A. Angel fans may be a little bit concerned. Two-way star Shohei Otani won't pitch for the rest of the season because he has a sore right arm that could sideline him for the rest of the season. Well, well, we'll see about that, but I believe he's going to still hit. Otani is 9-2 with a 3.36 ERA. He fell soreness while playing catch Wednesday. Otani, 27 years old, hasn't pitched since September the 10th when he was tagged for six runs on nine hits in three and one-third innings and a loss to the Houston uh, Astros. Otani is second in the major leagues with 44 home runs and 74 extra hits and fourth with a uh, .599 slugging percentage. Look, just give him the MVP. I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young, but he's going to win the MVP. I believe he is. Is he Bay Ruth? We're going to find out because I'm not saying yes or no to him. I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to say anything about anything. <laughs> now, the Dodgers, you know, you know, they're behind, you know, you know, they're behind what a game and a half somewhere close to that. And so. Um, well, actually one game now and then the Dodgers also clinched. A playoff berth, too, along with the San Francisco Giants. The only two teams that clinched. The San Francisco Giants clinched the playoff berth uh, Monday night. So when I look at the standings, the Giants are still in first place. Uh, they're 95-52. and 52. Milwaukee holds a 12-and-a-half game lead over St. Louis. They're 87-57. and 57. The Atlanta Braves hold a three-game lead over the Philadelphia Phillies with a record of 76-68. Uh, and uh, 68. And, of course, the Houston Astros hold... Uh, larger lead against our, should I say, over the Oakland A's. They're 86 and 60. I'm referring to the Houston Astros. Of course, the AL Central, the Chicago White Sox hold a 11 game lead over the Cleveland Indians, 83 and 63. And then, of course, up top, Tampa Bay leads, um, tied Toronto, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox, um, with a record of, uh, nine and 56 with an eight and a half game lead over those two teams. Um, Crazy, right? Then, of course, we'll read you some WNBA news. The only game on the night was the L.A. Sparks. They defeated the Atlanta Dream 74-68, and they won that game on the road. You know I'm excited about that because uh, I am an L.A. Sparks fan. Now, when we look at the standings in the WNBA, the Connecticut uh, Sun, are, are you know, they still have the top best record. With, you know, they're 25-6. Uh, and six. The Las Vegas Ace are uh, 22 and eight. Then, of course, Minnesota's 20 and 10. Seattle, the Seattle Storm are 20 and 11. Phoenix is 11 and, uh, or excuse me, 19 and 11. The uh, Chicago Sky are 15 and 15. And uh, the Dallas Wings are 13 and 18. And if you look at the Sparks right now for that last playoff spot, they are. A game and a half behind the Washington Mystics. So the Mystics are 12 and 18, and the LA Sparks are 12 and 19. If you want some more news uh, in the WNBA, the New York Liberty are a game behind uh, the LA Sparks. They're 11 and 12. 
14 games out of first, uh, first place. The teams that are eliminated from the playoffs, the Atlanta Dream, they're 8-23, and and the Indiana Fever are 6-24. and So, yes, they're, uh, they're all out of the playoffs. <laughs> Interesting, right? Um, you know, more, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, more baseball um, news. Oh, so by the way, uh, if you're a Kansas City, if you're a Kansas City Royals fan, you have to be excited. Although they're not in contention to the playoffs, but slugger Salvador Perez tied Johnny Bench <clears throat> record for home runs, <clears throat> excuse me, in a season by a catcher with, with, with his 45th home run in a seven to two, uh, loss to the Oakland A's since 1970 for the most by a player who played at least 75% of his team's games at catcher Perez's tied with Toronto's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the major league lead in home runs and also leads the bigs with 112 RBIs. I have to say a congratulations to these players. And of course, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, I watched his father back in the day, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. He was a monster with the Anaheim Angels. I mean, he was a monster. So, hey, big ups to that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, hey, so, you know, you have to be happy. Um, you know, if your baseball team is in first place, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm a Giants fan. I said that before. But, you know, you, you, know, you have to be happy. Um, so I can't wait. Um, boxing news. Uh, Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter strike the deal for November 20th for a welterweight title bout. So I'm excited about that. I don't know if if you listener followers like uh, uh, boxing a lot, but I would definitely order this fight. It's a good fight. Or if you like boxing, excuse me, order this fight. The fight, you know what? But the fight I'm waiting on, it's supposed to be in October, um, is uh, Dante Wilder. He's going to fight uh, Tyson Fury for the WBC Heavyweight Champion, which is owned right now by Tyson Fury. I can't wait for that rematch. It's a trilogy. This is the third fight. <clears throat> so I'm excited. <clears throat> um, by the way, boxing. Evander Holyfield never got knocked out, I believe, in the first round. That was embarrassing. A Sunday bout. Sunday title fight. I know he only had a week against Belfort. Just a week to prepare, but still. Man, the real deal, 100 grand Evander Holyfield. Man, I don't know if you want to fight Mike Tyson. But if I'm Mike Tyson, here, yeah, I'll take that fight. Because I believe, I'm, I'm just saying, it might be exhibition, but it still counts in Mike Tyson's eyes. As I said on uh, Monday's episode, he need to take the fight. He should have took the fight before this guy did it. But hey, take the fight. Knock him out. <clears throat> Get redemption. And like I said Monday, then challenge Buster Dose. Then challenge McGri uh, Mc McBride, the last guy to beat you in the fight. <clears throat> NBA news. I Look, I told y'all before the NBA never sleeps. I'm going to continue to say it because it's true. It's 365 days of, of, of pandemonium, drama, excitement, passion, everything you can say. Ann Gordon of the Denver Nuggets, Power Forward, has agreed to a four-year, $92 million uh, contract extension. He averaged 12 points, five rebounds, and three assists in 25 games uh, with the Denver Nuggets last year. What do I think about this? Nothing. I mean, that was a no-brainer. They had to re-sign uh, Aaron Gordon, especially if they're going to be one of the uh, top contending teams in the NBA <clears throat> in the um, Western Conference to battle or to go against, um, you know, the uh, Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz, the Los Angeles Clippers, and, of course, uh, the L.A. Lakers. So, of course, that was a no-brainer. Um, other NBA news, Dallas Mavericks have signed, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, they have signed free agent point guard Frank Natalikini, former number eight pick in 2017's uh, NBA draft. He was drafted by the New York Knicks last season with the Knicks. He averaged five points and two assists, close to three assists with the Knicks last year. What do I think about this? <clears throat> well, it's something for the Mavericks to have. It's like having like insurance. So, that, so now they have NBA player insurance. Case of Luca, you know, you never know with injuries. But no, but it gives them uh, some depth. Because, you know, the word was is that they were going to get uh, Gordon, Gordon Dragic. And that hasn't happened yet. Not saying that it won't. Oh, but I do want to uh, also say this too, because this was another 
uh, key key uh, development that I got through my sources. So apparently, uh, the Houston Rockets want to finally <clears throat> part ways with um, John Wall, <clears throat> but it doesn't mean that they're talking about getting a. a they're not talking about agreeing with a buyout. But here's my thing about this. Now, that's what they say now until they find out how hard it's going to be to trade him. Because remember, his salary is is really the factor here. That's one of the things. No, but two is this. If Okay. <clears throat> if I'm the Sixers, <clears throat> I would go after John Wall. I know where you're going with this. No, I'm not saying trade him with Ben trade him for Ben Simmons and swap. No. I would actually trade uh some of my centerpieces or centerpiece. Now, but it all depends on what the Houston Rockets want in return because they're not gonna get two first round draft picks for a aging John Wall who gets hurt a lot. Because remember, that's one of the keys behind a title contending team trying to trade for him because you know the Houston Rockets are gonna try to uh, or not try, but they're going to want maybe two first-round draft picks. I don't think that's going to happen. If I'm Houston, I'm like this. We will take a first-round draft pick, and we'll take three second-round draft picks along with Maxi. I'm saying if the deal works with the Sixers, and maybe, you know, maybe like another piece, that's fine because you're, because after all, the 76ers are trying to win now. The Philadelphia 76ers, they're trying to win now. So with that being said, let's just – so let's uh, nip this in the bud. So let's say if, you know, the Sixers were able to pull this off. I know you're saying, but why would you have two point guards? Remember in Golden State, Draymond Green is another ball handler. Remember in Chicago, Scottie Pippen was another ball handler, right? Excuse me, and LeBron James. So what I'm saying is if you have uh, John Wall playing the point guard spot in Philadelphia, that takes pressure off of Ben Simmons. And then also with John Wall, you know he can score over 20 points a game. That's an upgrade for the Sixers. Now they have a guard who could penetrate, that can uh, make other players better. And I'm not saying nothing against uh, Ben Simmons, no. But what I'm saying is it takes pressure off of him now. But it also brings pressure to him because of this reason here. Now, if John Wall penetrates and he's wide open, now he has to hit that shot. And I had already said that all Ben Simmons have to do is just work on his game. That's all he has to do because, see, I didn't bash him. Because if you look at Magic Johnson back in 1980, no, okay, he won the championship in 1980. But the 81 season, if you remember Magic Johnson, struggled with his offense. Not only in the regular season, but more in the playoffs. He couldn't hit his three-point shots. He struggled. Shooting the ball, but but hold on, and this is my example, <clears throat> and I believe I brought this up before about Ben Simmons and Magic Johnson in comparison. But look what happened after that. In 1982, they went on to win the NBA championship, and I'm saying they were the Los Angeles Lakers. 1984, Magic Johnson had a bad series in Game Seven. I felt, and he took fault. I didn't. I'm not blaming him, but he took fault in losing the series because of his turnovers. His bad decision-making. What happened in 1985? He went on to win the NBA championship. Again, 86, they lost to the Rockets, but I'm not going to blame Magic for this, but what happened? Pat Riley, in the offseason, had a meeting with Magic Johnson and said, hey, Magic, look, you're going to have to be our new leader now, overall. Kareem is up there. You know, he's, you know, he's up there in age now. You're going to have to be our leader. What did Magic Johnson do in 1987? Player of the year. MVP, most viable player, and they went on to beat who? The rival Boston Celtics. And then he won another title in 1988 back-to-back. See what I'm saying? So you can't tell me what Ben Simmons can or cannot do. I'm saying that if they got um, John Wall, Ben Simmons, six, you know, 6'9", six, 6'11", six, whatever, <clears throat> now he's more of a focal point like Draymond Green. And then, hold on, but then when John Wall goes out, Now Ben Simmons can go back to being a point guard. They need to sign J.J. Reddick. I said this before. Another shooter. And then if Simmons go out, John Walker just run the show. Because you still got Joe B. You still got Tobias Harris. You still got Seth Curry. So what I'm saying is try to hang on to what you have because I I still feel like that they don't need to get rid of Ben Simmons just yet. I think, like I said before, they just need to just see if they can get another player. And John Wall is that player. Because if they get John Wall, 
the um the Philadelphia 76ers will be top four, top five for sure. Because because you can uh, uh count out the uh the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brooklyn Nets, the Miami Heat. So I think that fourth team will either be um the Philadelphia 76ers or the Boston Celtics. Because I don't think the Atlanta Hawks are ready yet, the New York Knicks aren't ready yet, the Charlotte Hornets aren't ready yet, Chicago is on the up and rise. But I will say this though, but hey. Again, I said they'll be a top five team. They may be the best team in the NBA if they can pull that, you know, if they can pull the trigger. And I'm not disrespecting, you know, the Atlanta Hawks because they got a, a, a great young court. No, I like them. But I'm just saying that if the Sixers made that move, they'll be one of the top four teams, top five teams. So, again, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see. Again, I'm your host, James Von 007. You're tuning in to the uh, Premier Sports Talk podcast show, episode 20. Yeah. So I just broke down uh, a lot of sports um, tonight. NFL, Major League uh, Baseball, NBA, some WNBA scores. Oh, by the way, I'm still excited for the WNBA playoffs. I am. I'm still excited. Oh, I haven't forgot. Um, (laughs) Women's sports. I haven't forgot. Um, There is something... uh, that I do want to talk about something um, that did um, happen. Something that happened. Um, woman's uh, soccer. Woman's soccer. Woman's soccer. Do you like women's soccer? Do you like it? Or you don't like it? I like it. I'm also cool with men's soccer too. Team USA. You know, I'm happy. The US soccer's men offered women teams identical contract proposals. What do you think about that, women? It's about damn time. Uh, <laughs> I know, because I would feel the same way. No, I'm just saying if I was a woman, I said I would feel the same way because I do think that. Sports should be equal, you know, to a, you know, to a degree, you know, I mean, it just depends really. No, it does. I mean, it all, um, you know, depends, you know, on what sport it is too, because you got to remember, uh, you know, the NBA is a little bit longer than the WNBA. So you got to take that into considerations though, but no, you have to be happy about that. You do. So congratulations. Um, well, if it goes through, congratulations. Yeah, so we have a, another exciting weekend coming up with uh, NFL football. Um, oh, we have NCAA college football, too. I mean, I'm excited, of course, that all sports are back. But, yeah, but definitely college football. <clears throat> uh, the rivalry of the uh, Saturday uh, tip-off is going to be at 9 a.m. when Nebraska goes down to Norman to play the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, another marquee game in Cincinnati, <clears throat> Bearcats will play the Indiana Hoosiers. I know they're one and one, but they were pretty good last year. Michigan State is at the Miami Hurricane. Michigan State Spartans, Purdue rivalry. They're going to be at Notre Dame. They're going to play Notre Dame. Both teams are two two and zero. Oh. And of course, check out this game: Alabama number one. They're at uh, Florida, the, the, the Florida Gators. And, and of course, in all Georgia, uh, in all Georgia affair. Georgia Tech is at Clemson, number ranked six, Clemson. Alabama's number one, and Florida is number 11. But, hey, I want to thank all you listening followers who are tuning in to my uh, sports talk show tonight. I want to thank you again. Um, It's been a pleasure. Uh, I've received a lot of support from everyone. Again, my new listeners and my new followers, thank you, too, for tuning in. Um, Again, thank... um, Anchor and Spotify, again, for giving me this voice. Um, but, hey, I love talking sports. Um, I know I've talked about ex- extending uh, my show, maybe having three three nights out of the week. If not three nights out of the week, I may have episodes maybe once a week, maybe like a Thursday where it's two hours. Because I could talk sports all day. All day. So I have no problems with that. But please tune in for episode 21 on Monday. 
I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a lot to talk about, a lot of NFL, a lot of Major League Baseball. Oh, but by the way, but in two weeks, no. Uh, NBA training camp starts, NHL training camp starts. Hey, the best part of the year for me in sports besides, you know, uh, besides, uh, you know, spring is October because all all four major league sports are happening. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NHL. It's beautiful. I forgot about soccer. San Jose Airquake. But no, really. So um, I'm coming to an end to my uh, episode 20 sports podcast show. And I want to say don't drink and drive. Don't smoke and drive. Peace.